0: All right, this is episode 33. I'm back here with my brother, and we are going to, I don't know, probably argue about a lot more stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and edumacate you. You're not going to educate the, uh... me.
0: You're not gonna edumacate me on much. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. So, I want to I I start off with, I have a few different, um, like, situations that I'm going to put you in, and I want you to tell me mm-hmm. how you respond to these situations. All right. So... This first one, the year is 1912. Okay. Mm-hmm. Long time ago.
1: So you know what happened in that year? What? Well, you know that happened in, in the 1912s through like 1920?
0: What? Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened?
1: It's World War One.
0: Oh, that's not that's not where I'm going with this. Okay. I didn't, that's when World War One was? Yes, it was, it was
1: 1914 to 19... 19-
0: 20. So this is this is two years before the war. Yeah. All right, it's two years before the war. You decide you're gonna go on a vacation,
1: right? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You go on this vacation. You
1: know what you I'm did? Going to the border of Germany and Russia.
0: You know, you know where where you know what this vacation is. What? You went on a cruise. Ooh. So you're on a cruise. It's 1912. You're walking mm-hmm. down the hallway of your ship, and all of a sudden, bam! You hit the wall. Your ship just hit an iceberg. You're on the Titanic. What are you going to do?
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't know that the, uh, the ship would be capable of sinking because this is like the unbreakable ship. So the first thing I'd do is probably just uh, go back to my room. And uh, do I have a phone? I mean, it's
0: 1912. So no.
1: I mean, okay. Um,
0: they didn't have phones in 1912. They did, no, they didn't. Yes, they did. What? What you mean, like a little?
1: Let's see, one
0: little Morse code.
1: I don't. Well, they obviously had that, but I'm pretty sure they had phones.
0: They did not have phones in 1912. Let's see. We didn't have cell phones until like the 90s, and you think that's phones?
1: That's cell phones. Yeah, yeah. But you think,
0: but you think they had phones on a ship?
1: Well, phones were invented in 1876, so by 1912 it makes sense that they'd be in you know standard use.
0: But on a ship, we're not talking we're not talking about like two tin cans with a string between them, and you're like talking to your neighbor.
1: Let's see. Now, Did the let's see Titanic have
0: phones? Could you type any louder?
1: have to make sure the, uh, it's for the dramatic effect. Um, <laughs> let's see. They, they had a master and slave setup for all the clocks on board. I don't know what that means. There were four elevators on Titanic, and a f- few first-class cabins had telephones.
0: But where could they call? Like, was it like Anyone a... On the um... ship?
1: Anyone on the ship.
0: Okay, so that, that's not... that's That's not what we're talking about here.
1: Well, that's what I was talking about. In my oh, first you're, class. you're talking
0: about you're going to call somebody else on the ship?
1: Yeah, I was going to call the. Uh, I was going to call no uh, service, whatever whoever I would to call, see what's going on.
0: Oh, you made it sound like you were going to like go like call home or something. No, that's what I thought you were talking about. No. So you just we just did all that for nothing.
1: Well, no, because am I in first class or not?
0: Um. No, you're not in first class. You're a peasant
1: well um, um, how did I, how did i get on the titanic from peasant what
0: <laughs> they i don't know you snuck on the titanic I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> no, you're like okay. you're like a, like a stowaway
1: all right all right so i'm, I'm a story okay no no, um, no you
0: were like it was like a business trip and you were like somebody's kid that had a business and you just somehow got like scooped into <laughs> into, the, into, the, into the trip Okay, so you couldn't actually like you can't really afford to be there. You're just kind of there.
1: All right. Well, seeing how I'm uh, from the streets, apparently, <laughs> I use my my instincts, and I uh, I recognize that we're all going to die, and whoever has uh, the most food is going to be at the top of the pyramid. So I'm going to try and sneak into the larder. Into the what? The I'm assuming it's probably where this food's being stored. The so. kitchen. That's where they make food, prepare it. There'd be somewhere they store the food. The fridge? There's not just one fr- fridge to hold. There might be like a massive, uh, you know, storage unit. With, Refrigeration you know, fr- room? Fridge, yeah. Yeah. Essentially. You know, cold storage. But what'd you call it? A larder. Larders. I think that's more of a, a medieval, larder? medieval term. Yeah.
0: That sounds like where you go to murder people. That's what that sounds like. Like, oh, I'll take them to the larder. And then I it <laughs> off with the head.
1: I mean, maybe there's maybe still purpose. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so you're going to go there and then what? Steal all the food. And take it where?
1: To some place no one will find me. So like a cargo hold.
0: Okay, so you're still not addressing the fact that you're sinking into the ocean.
1: Nah, no, nah. nah. It's, the ship won't sink. But it's going to go in anarchy. The ship? As, as I'm assuming.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're... You're sinking into the ocean.
1: This is a you, it, you, yeah, sink.
0: it's sinking. It's, it's sink. you're so you're it's sinking into the ocean. You're telling me you're gonna get, get a bunch of food and hide somewhere.
1: This uh, I'm, in my mind, this this, is, this boat's not sinking. It's just gonna be stuck in the ocean for a while. And eventually, we're gonna start running out of food, and you know that means people are gonna get desperate. The wealthier are gonna come to me first. I don't, I'm I don't think they're they're not worried about away.
0: food. The whole the whole ship is it's like different. underwater in like six hours.
1: I don't know that. It's the Titanic. <laughs> it's unsinkable.
0: So you're saying so? Well, so you, what do you think is happening then?
1: I think that the ship probably got like damaged and it's not gonna be able to move for I don't know maybe days or weeks, and we're gonna be stuck in the ocean, which means. That people are going to start to run out of food, and since I have all the food, I have all the power.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's what you—that's what's going on in your mind. But mm-hmm. once the water starts coming in, then what?
1: Well, what do you what you do know, you
0: do then? You're you're sitting in your closet I, like eating your like snack cakes well, or no, Pringles I, or whatever it is that you stole from the kitchen, and then there then all of a sudden you just start filling up full of water.
1: Actually, I'd be admiring all the jewelry I've gotten from trading. You know, uh, sandwiches to the rich people for you know. <laughs> you act like this is people. like
0: you act like this is like a like a six month endeavor. This is like <laughs> this is like a few hours from the time nah. you hit the iceberg nah. to the time you're underwater. Nah. hold on. Let me let me figure out. Uh, I don't know offhand how long it took the Titanic to sink. I, I
1: like six
0: hours. Take a guess, but don't look it up. Take a guess before I pull it up.
1: Right. I'm gonna say. We we mean like like to the point where there was no ship left. It was under underneath the water.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what sink. That's what sunk means. Well,
1: also you could have said not by the time everyone was dead.
0: Uh, no, not everyone dead. Just the the ship is under the water. Um. I'm gonna say
1: I'm gonna say eight hours.
0: Two hours and forty minutes. Really? Yeah. So you so you just wasted about half of that going around collecting food to hide inside of a closet. Nah. So you have you have no other supplies, and you're in this closet with a bunch of food, and then the water starts coming in. Now what?
1: I'm gonna make my way to the uh, the life raft.
0: But you you can't get on the life raft. The life raft's only for women and children.
1: I am a child, as you said. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm I'm the kid of some businessman.
0: No, 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 no.
1: All right, fine. Um,
0: you're the, you're the friend. You're the like estranged friend of the businessman, mm-hmm. and he just invited you so graciously on this trip.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I would uh, tell the um, people in the ship that that's you know it's boarding that I identify as a woman, and therefore I. <laughs>
0: oh, 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 that doesn't work in eighteen twelve, or nineteen twelve. What do you think? <laughs> that does not work. They'll. That, <laughs> They just—that's when they take you and they go, "Oh, okay, you're a witch," and they throw you off into the ocean. Yep. A witch? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you think they're—you I mean, li- the think they're going to listen to this crazy guy? The whole—the whole, everyone's about to die, and they're going to listen to you? Like, um, I identify as a woman. No, they're going to shoot you in the head and throw you off the ship.
1: Well, I mean, the captain got on. The captain got on the life rafts and made, made his escape.
0: Okay, he's the captain. He's important
1: the captains the ones that if anyone's supposed to die with the ship it's the captain but they take the <laughs> notes <laughs> to
0: die with the ship yes i mean captain's... i guess it does kind of make sense it's like you're you got us in this mess Your responsibility. yeah
1: you're either going to save the ship or
0: die drawing um kind of off topic not off topic but like kind of sidetrack did you uh see that they're trying to remake the titanic yeah i heard that yeah and the, i don't know if they're actually going to do it but that's like a titanic too yeah like the, the worst idea <laughs> ever like why would you ever remake that ship <laughs> and then more importantly who would ever get on it yeah it, like it like they're gonna like build they're gonna build it again they're gonna be like well this this one won't sink and everyone's gonna be like i've heard this one before <laughs> <laughs> you got us last time mm-hmm. would be bad as if like the um uh like the like the i guess it'd be like great great grandkids or something of people that uh, died yeah. on the original titanic got on the titanic two and then like that one sunk that you'd have two like generations of people that all died on titanic that'd be horrible that'd
1: be pretty ironic
0: so all right you don't you don't get on a life raft they won't let you on
1: well i'd find a way on Okay, if, right. it, if if it's like being lowered into the water, I'm just gonna jump off and off the ship and land on it.
0: <laughs> you're just gonna like kamikaze yourself onto the life raft. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's okay. So so afraid. you get on you get on the life raft, right? Mm-hmm. The life raft starts to sink.
1: How does that happen? <laughs> do you,
0: it's got a hole in it. You jump whenever you jumped on it, you popped a hole in it. What kind of left raft? Right? What what
1: what is this even better, like? they're not,
0: they're not made what? for impact.
1: They're life rafts.
0: Yeah, but they're not made for impact.
1: They're supposed to be able to, to you know, survive on the on the ocean, on the open ocean, and yet they can't handle some, you know, one hundred and thirty pound person landing on it.
0: Well, you said you're gonna jump off, so like, I mean, one hundred and thirty pounds. If you jump from like fifty feet, that's a lot of impact.
1: Fifty. I'm not gonna jump fifty feet. I'm gonna jump as it's being lowered, like thirteen feet.
0: <laughs> Where'd you pull that number from? Thirteen feet.
1: Uh, well, yeah. I so, guess it's being lowered down.
0: So are you are you saying that there, these people? Okay, so the, this is what you're, the picture you're trying to paint. You're up here, up on top of the ship, right? And then there's mm-hmm. all these people in this life raft, and you you think they're just gonna like just float there in the water and just wait for the the ship to start sinking down, and then they're just gonna let you just jump right onto their life raft? They're not,
1: they're not floating, they're not in the water yet. It's it's being lowered down.
0: What are you talking about?
1: The life raft's not in the ocean. It's on the ship. It's it's suspended above the deck and they lower it down to the water. Right. And that's what I gonna, It's it's going
0: to be it's already going to be in the water.
1: No. It's it's way off the, it's way off the water. Huh. It's just it's just being it's a, there's a massive uh, distance between the, the deck of the ship and the, in the ocean.
0: Right. Whenever they so see, as, that, whenever they see that it's sinking, they're going to start lowering the. They're going to put all the people in the boats and then lower them into the water.
1: But that's. I'm gonna jump you to Do you as think? Lowered, do you think? When it's in the water.
0: So, so you're going to jump on like as soon as they start to lower it, and then you're yeah. just going to ride it all the way down under the water.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they're going to push you off.
1: Well, it just detaches and you know floats
0: off. No, the people are going to push you off. No. Are you going to fight them?
1: I'm pretty scrappy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is so stupid. <laughs> all right, I'm going so, with them. All, right, so even, all right, so let's say you don't get on a life raft somehow. Even though you tried, whatever, you don't get on one. All right. And then um, what's that girl's name, Rose?
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure they're fake, but yeah.
0: Okay, so you you see uh, you, you're in the water now. And you see Rose out there floating on her piece of wood. Are you gonna are you gonna go push her off her piece of wood so that you yeah. can get on it?
1: <laughs> to, to be honest, in that movie, that Rose is so fucking selfishly. She's she on this massive raft that could easily support both of them, and she just lets him
0: die. <laughs> that's that's how it is. No, it's just like oh sorry, there's enough room, but you just can't get up here. Just to, you just gotta die in the water. Uh, that,
1: no, there, there was enough room for that for both of them honestly
0: oh no I saw it mm-hmm. and then she's just like get on peasant die <laughs> she's it's like so oh I'm sorry
1: yeah no I, I, I just jump on there with her and uh, if she starts you know trying to push me off I'll just shove her off and start paddling away
0: <laughs> you know what I would do mm-hmm. I would try to get I would start getting up on the wood and then if she like, for what it like was like, like no, nah, like get off or whatever, then I would just break off a piece that was big enough for me to get on and then I would just <laughs> go my separate way. <laughs> and then I would probably float back over to her and like snap her piece in half so she sinks. <laughs> like, Sorry, bye. And then I'd just float away.
1: That's how, how you do it.
0: Like, this is what you get for being selfish. You should have you you let me on. how much time do you think that how long do you think you would survive in that cold water
1: uh like maybe an hour an hour yeah probably I, it's it's freezing think, cold water
0: i think you'd be dead way faster than an hour
1: I'd, I'd i'd be hanging on for your life
0: i think i think you'd be dead in like 20 minutes
1: 20 that's not much time
0: mm, and freezing cold water when you're all panicky
1: When you're on a life raft, you know, you're... You're You're not on
0: the life raft. You're in the water.
1: Well, I'm in the water.
0: Yeah, you're in the water.
1: Okay, then, like, two minutes. Two minutes? Yeah, you can only paddle for so long. Especially in cold water.
0: Mm, You can paddle for a while.
1: No, 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 no. You can't.
0: Well, it's it's also the ocean. It's real salty, so you're going to float real easy. No,
1: no, no, no. That's well as a common misconception. You you will not last that long.
0: You can float pretty good. No. Yeah. No. You can't float on your back.
1: That that works <laughs> in pools In the open ocean. The waves are going to throw you off balance constantly.
0: Well, not if well, not if it's all frozen.
1: It's not fro. What? There's you're not in the Arctic. You're not you're not going you know Antarctica. <laughs> they're they're hitting you're
0: icebergs, the... so it's it is frozen.
1: No, the, the, that's just one giant piece of ice. The entire ice around it, it. The ship's not breaking through ice. It just there happens to be an iceberg randomly floating around they hit into. How
0: do you They're know? not
1: at because were everyone you, knows that. Were you there? They're
0: not at Antarctica. Were you there?
1: Well, that, that's your argument now.
0: <laughs> so I mean, if you weren't there, how do you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> just let's just throw, let's just throw all, all history out the window except for the history that we personally lived through.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm down. Let's go. All right. All the all the history that happened before I was born, gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm so down for that. <laughs> that way I don't I don't even have to learn that much. I can and I've already experienced it. so I already know.
1: Yep. Makes it easier for people. Like Do me.
0: well. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do we get rid of 2020?
1: Hmm.
0: Because 2020 should be erased. I agree with that. Yeah. So erase everything be, yeah. from before. I can erase everything from before I was born and 2020. 2020 needs to go. Yeah. All right. So on the Titanic, you're you're pretty much dead, whether you want to admit mm-hmm. it or not. Sure. Mm-hmm. My next. Uh... Oh, I just got something in my eye. Oh no. I don't even know what's going on. Alright, I think I'm good. I think I'm gonna live. Um all right, next question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't wait for this answer. Alright. You have to make Gordon Ramsey one meal. What are you gonna make him to try to impress him?
1: I don't know how to make anything but cheap food.
0: <laughs> I know that's why I, I can't wait for the answer. <laughs> what are you gonna make him like a microwave pizza? <laughs> oh, I will use microwave. <laughs>
1: the microwave makes it feel like plastic. It you know, uh, tastes like plastic.
0: Oh, so you're gonna are you gonna make him a little personal pizza inside the oven?
1: <laughs> nah, he, it doesn't require like doesn't require any skill. Like he'd recognize that requires absolutely well, nothing. I do requires skill actually.
0: You, you think he'd recognize that? He's going ram thing. I think he'd probably throw it in your face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, what are you, you going to make? <laughs> I don't even know. I, <laughs> if you, I, okay, let's say, what would you try to make that you think you could make? And well, I, halfway can
1: make I can make a couple of things, but like, I I can't make anything, like, I can't make anything impressive. I can make all the bare minimum, you know, easy to make things. Like what? I can make ramen noodles. I can make scrambled eggs, sandwiches, uh, anything that you can make on your own without having any kind of like person telling you how to do it. You just learn how to do it through YouTube videos. I can know how to do. Did you, did,
0: have you, how many YouTube videos have you learned about how to cook? Um. Did you Did you learn how to cook eggs from YouTube?
1: I tried to, <laughs> and then uh, so the YouTube video. This is what happened. YouTube video tells me to uh to put butter. One uh one the pan so I like to like spread it around, and so I do the same thing. I, I put butter on the pan and it says that after the butter's spread around the pan, you heat it up. So I do the same thing, put butter in the pan, heat it up, and I turn around to go get a uh I turn around to get something, and then <laughs> I hear, and I look back and the pan's on fire. There's like <laughs> there's just there's just flames coming up the pan, and so I uh, first thing I do is I take the rag. You had, too, had you to
0: had too much put. heat on it.
1: Yeah, I know. Now, now I know. I didn't think it would catch fire after so, like three seconds.
0: So what'd you do with the rag?
1: I, I just hit it with a... You, hit, <laughs> a you rag.
0: hit it with a rag? Yeah, and it worked. I mean, it set it out. So, I see, like, so the pan's on fire mark. and you're like whipping it with a rag. Yeah. yeah. Just like, I mean, it <laughs> bad pan, bad, bad.
1: It I mean, it worked. It put the fire out.
0: Did see, the like, rag catch my, on fire?
1: No. The rag was wet.
0: Did you get the rag wet or was it already wet? It was already wet. <laughs> and all you had was butter? Yeah. how yeah, did you, butter how'd you set fire. butter on fire?
1: I don't know. It, it caught fire in like three seconds.
0: Because I've left the butter in a pan before and I think it just like evaporated or something. I don't think it caught on fire.
1: Well, see, I <laughs> I put the uh, the thing on the highest setting.
0: <laughs> so, so you put it on the highest setting and then how much, well, how much butter did you put in there?
1: I not much like I, I didn't do the whole stick and just use like like a little piece that big you know and just spread like, it around like a quarter it's... of a stick no i'm probably could i got like a, like a six of a stick
0: that's, that's still a lot of butter nah that's like a, that's like a piece of butter like this big yeah <laughs> that's that's a lot of butter
1: and you put if it I on, didn't know that. you put it on the a high heat video, and it just.
0: Whoosh. yeah so then what'd you do after that
1: well the uh the fire myself uh, smoke alarms and uh i opened the, the uh, door uh, my mom was home at the time so just, and i don't think she ever got out because i managed to air the place out and i hit the smoke <laughs> alarm stuff and just you know
0: what uh what house was this in
1: it was in our apartment
0: the first apartment when i first came to visit you guys uh
1: yeah yeah oh, and that
0: wasn't the one that was in like the real bad spot
1: no but the, no, it was it was one we did the podcast in
0: oh I was in that one yeah mm-hmm. oh that one was actually nice
1: and yeah, you tried to
0: burn it down
1: <laughs> so like, like it was it was interesting because like
0: were all the fire alarms fire, connected
1: yeah yeah so all
0: <laughs>
1: <going> Um, <laughs> and that screen door that's
0: what i opened up to just air
1: out air out the place
0: would you do just like where you just like had to just open the door and you're just sitting there like well I hope the smoke leaves because well, <laughs> there was the, no the fan rag. or anything
1: No, I had the rag and I was just trying to like you know fan it out with the rag
0: <laughs> I would pay I would pay good money to have this on video <laughs> to see you light a pan of butter on fire and then start beating it with a rag and then I could see you now standing by the back door just like trying to just wave all the smoke out of the door <laughs>
1: I was just doing, going off instincts, you know, and it, like it's, it, it, I got the idea to use the, the rag. Like, I, I remember back, like, what should I do when there's a there's fire? And I don't have a fire extinguisher. And water is not a good idea.
0: There was a fire so, extinguisher in there, by the way.
1: Well, I didn't know where it was. And then I, I thought, what? Are, I, 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 the first thing came to mind was that Drake and Josh episode where Josh Whoa. set a man around his on fire.
0: When he set one and on I, fire?
1: I think it was a, a pan of brownies on fire. And he used a, a rag to put it out. That's what I did. <laughs> so
0: so, so, so Drake, Drake and Josh, Drake and Josh saved, saved not just your life, everybody in the whole unit's life. Yeah. Yeah. They're making like used to, honestly. <laughs> you. That is, that's such a you story. You would set something on fire and have to use something you learned from Drake and Josh to put it out. Yeah. (laughs) So what? What else?
1: That's a a Gen Z thing, honestly.
0: I don't even. Are you Gen Z? Yes. I thought you were. Whatever's after Gen Z.
1: There's nothing after Gen Z. Really? No, I don't think.
0: Mm -hmm. Hmm. So, so what else have you learned? Like, what else did you have to learn to cook from YouTube? And what other catastrophes did you have? <laughs> um, because I know that wasn't there. the only one.
1: Uh, I think I learned how to do pancakes from YouTube as well. Did, um, you, did you
0: watch my video about how to make pancakes? Is that how you learned?
1: No, <laughs> no, um, I can't think of this right now.
0: But so you learned pancakes from YouTube. Yeah. Did, th- did those go smoothly? Yeah. Yeah. Like no you, problem. like you just everything just went the way it was supposed to. mm Hmm. I kind of find that hard to believe.
1: So I, I, I don't have that many stories of me like lighting the place on fire.
0: You didn't like you didn't you didn't burn the pancakes or nothing.
1: No. Hmm. I'm a I'm a good chef as long as you know
0: uh, I, I don't know if i'd go that far. i am. i, am, I, I, th- I think now I, you're starting to push it i worked
1: in the kitchen over a, the
0: summer a good gu- <laughs> a, a pizza kitchen it was, it, it, we had a bunch of stuff that's not a chef no we we
1: had more than pizza we had a lot of stuff
0: i worked at a pizza place too but i don't i can't i'm not a you chef were,
1: you were a delivery man
0: i did both i cooked them and delivered them
1: all right well in my place we made um Oh, so we had chili, tacos, hot dogs, uh, hamburgers. Uh, we had uh, obviously pizzas. We had, uh, what was that thing called? It was this weird dish i never heard of before. Uh, I think it was some kind of Jamaican dish. Vegetables? No. <laughs> I forget what it was. Called. It was some weird name.
0: Something you never heard of?
1: Uh, I don't remember the name of it.
0: No, I'm saying veg- vegetables is a dish you never heard oh. of.
1: hmm yeah.
0: And it but how much like how much effort did you have to put into making this stuff
1: well i did most of it i, I knew how, i knew how to make every item we have in the menu
0: no i mean i'm talking about like it, when, if, when someone ordered something did like yeah. w- was it just you just like throw this and this and this together and then put it in an oven and it's done
1: uh, some things, some things we had to make ourselves. Like sometimes I'd have to dice a couple things together and put them together in a, like I'd have to dice up some, some meats and some, uh, i had to get some spices and put them together in a certain order, have some layers to it.
0: Ooh, you're just a culinary wizard.
1: I mean, it was simple stuff, but yeah.
0: I don't even remember where I was going with this. Cause you said you were like a, some, some chef or <laughs> something. I'm a good chef what would you what would you you can't even make anything besides uh, you, you said you said ramen eggs what else
1: uh, that's all that's pretty much all eat.
0: <laughs> that's all you can make I can make more than that well, what can you make
1: well, I can make anything we had in the kitchen no um, no, so I'm,
0: no I'm talking about like well okay how much stuff is that
1: so that's six menu items I think yeah six or seven items
0: okay so that's nine items you want to make nine stuff mm, I suppose okay so out of these nine things which one are you going to make for Gordon Ramsey which one of these uh, nine things do you think you can make the most impressively
1: um I do something simple that it would be hard to mess up. If like if I do it right, you just you could just say good enough, you know? <laughs> I'd probably just do eggs. <laughs>
0: would, that, would that be your goal is to make it just like to, just it's make him not throw it in your face?
1: Yeah. Just like something that's simple enough to where like he can't get on me about like the the finesse. Just something that like something that's simple enough I can do well enough to hit him he'd be like I mean, it's it's a uh, pretty put rim I mean, I mean I have uh, scribbled eggs. There's not not a lot of places to go wrong
0: so i'm assuming that you've never seen the video of gordon ramsey telling somebody how to make scrambled eggs
1: uh i don't think so
0: because there is a video of this and he's instructing a guy how to make scrambled eggs and it was like unlike any scrambled egg that i've ever seen in my life and he just like screamed the whole time and the guy did everything wrong <laughs> like he was like he had to crack it a certain way and he wasn't stirring it the right way and there was like 10 different things he had to add to it like he the guy like everything that i've known about scrambled eggs all wrong yeah
1: well, Gordon Ramsay probably doesn't make scrambled eggs, in the same way anyone makes scrambled eggs. You know, like he probably uses more than just salt and pepper.
0: Oh yeah, way more than salt and pepper. Yeah. There was like I think he added he added some type of like cream to it, and then like milk. This is And too then much. like some type. I had mean, milk with mine, but. You what?
1: I had milk with mine, but.
0: Also, oh, you're you're almost there. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I could probably make something that he would. I mean, he'd, he'd still probably call me out for being, you know, extremely simple and uh, not having any idea what spices are. But I don't think you'd be like,
0: I'm gonna put this, uh, <clears throat> this green stuff on here, and then I'm gonna put this uh, green stuff on here, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna mix it up.
1: No, I I'd, I'd just put salt and pepper on it, and he'd probably criticize me for that for being so base and you know, simply so simple, you know, as most Americans are, <clears throat> like not even know what the spices are.
0: What is this? Salt and pepper. That's all. Mm-hmm. And then you get bam.
1: That's what that's what Americans are known for. Like the rest, the international music community makes fun of us for because we use salt and pepper. Like those are our spices, and we use nothing else.
0: I mean, what else do you want?
1: I mean, there's like a, hundreds of hundreds of other spices that you can use, but like we just don't use any of them.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're there's definitely places that are more bland than us.
1: Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't say that. Honest, I think I think we probably had the most bland, uninteresting food there is. Oh uh,
0: well, what I'm gonna tell you is gonna change your mind. The, mm-hmm. uh, I know this girl that I used to work at the pizza place with, that she, I don't know where she works. She does something, something with oil or something, and she uh, uh spent some time, I think like a month or something in Iraq, and or Afghanistan, one of the two, one of the Middle East. And they, uh, she was like, had to like train them how to like use certain pieces of equipment to like look for oil or whatever. And they had like a little, like a camp where like they stayed with the locals. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that everything they cooked was just all bland, No, like not a single well, seasoning at all.
1: Obviously, if it's going to be in some random camp, it's not going to be up to, you know, the standards. as like a restaurant, like a proper restaurant in the least.
0: I mean, that's how all the food is there. It's just all bland.
1: I mean, it, it's probably hard to find a nice restaurant in the Middle East. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> she said? I think she one. said that everything was just like chicken. I think she said pretty much everything was just like bland chicken and white rice, <laughs> with yeah. n- with nothing else. That's it. But
1: yeah, because it's a, it's like one of the poorest places in the world. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: that doesn't have anything to do with it. I was just but saying, not- that there's that there's places that are more bland than us.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's an extreme case. You're comparing America, the world superpower, to one the of the o- most the what? one of the world superpower.
0: The world superpower. Yeah. How are we the world superpower?
1: We are. We have the most oil reserves in the world. In the world, our economy is one of the strongest in the world by quite a bit. We have the strongest military in the world by quite a lot. And our, the vast majority of the world's media, like movies, uh, you know uh, art, um, well, not art, but you know music uh, most media comes from U- the US.
0: What about Bollywood?
1: Well, that's like <laughs> that's their India pretty much. Like, India is <laughs> obviously huge, and they still watch a lot of American stuff though.
0: Well, yeah, because we're the greatest.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of media, like we have almost a monopoly in movies, do we really? Oh yeah, very few places can compete with Hollywood
0: movies. Well, that is true. I mean, especially if you look at the CGI that we have. Yeah. Some places are still over there, like. All right, so you're making scrambled eggs. Final yeah. answer. Mhm. Why wouldn't you try to make like a steak or something?
1: Uh, I feel like it's just there's too much to go wrong with. And with there, a steak. If I feel like if I tried to do anything to like anything that would make the steak, you know, any more than just like most basic steak could possibly make, I might mess it up. And so like I'm, it wouldn't be messed up to me, but it'd be messed up to him, you know.
0: Well, that is true because you'd have to have it like whatever he likes, like medium yeah. rare, rare, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you you you'd probably give him like a well-done steak. <laughs> and he just like cut it open, and it's like cooked all the way through. He'd Be like, what is this? Wham! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. If you had to get stung or bitten by one animal, which one would it be?
1: Stung or bitten by animal?
0: Yeah. It's, it has to I'm be. Not... Well, as a little side note, it has okay. to be like if you when you get bitten by something or stung. Well, obviously stung, but bitten. It's got to be something. That has some type of venom. So you can't,
1: oh, it, has to, is, it has to be like venomous in some way.
0: Yeah. It can't, like, you can't get bit by like a, like a, something small or that's like, like a dog like or something. You can't do that.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's, what's, this is just like the, the least dangerous venomous thing I can get bit by. Um, the least dangerous. So you're asking me like, if I had to be bit by something, I'm going to obviously choose the least dangerous. But which one's that? Um, just a bee, I guess. Bee stings are te- toxic. Toxic. They have toxic in them.
0: Yeah, just a regular bee. I mean, that's kind of a cheap way out. Yeah. What if you're getting paid?
1: Paid I mean, what? Like what? Like the more intense it is, the more you get paid. Yeah. Hmm. Now, now you're making me sound like, uh, what? Uh, Wily Coyote? <laughs> Not Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Who is, who's that guy? The Coyote guy? Coyote gets Peterson. Co- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, the Coyote.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, where are you going with this? Yeah, Coyote Peterson. He gets stuck by all the stuff.
1: Yeah. And he gets paid for it on YouTube, you know?
0: Yeah, so... We'll... Um, hmm. His, uh, just to give you... if you're, if you're If you want to compare it to what he did, his most viewed sting is by the uh the cow b hmm. how
1: much do i get paid for like something like the calculator
0: mm-hmm. what do you think it's worth
1: um well, i definitely would if it's something that's gonna you know put me on the ground and, and the amount of pain it's gonna put me in i'm gonna need it to be at least like a couple ten thousand dollars you know like like twenty thousand dollars
0: you're definitely going to be on the ground of pain yeah because whenever coyote peterson did it he was like rolling around on the ground like hyperventilating and like drooling
1: yeah i'd probably probably do it do something that would like you know not put me on the ground like it does to him but something that'd be enough to you know like be the most painful thing i've ever done in my entire life yeah, I'd probably do it for like a couple of thousand, dollars, a couple of ten thousand dollars, you
0: know. A couple of ten thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, like tens of thousands of dollars. It have
0: to be. So okay. So what about the worst one? Whatever, whatever that would be.
1: What would that be? I probably just wouldn't do it, honestly.
0: What if it was a hundred thousand dollars?
1: Mm, no, honestly, because the worst one would probably be like, like Cobra.
0: No, I'm talking about the, you're not not something that's gonna kill you. Like no. say the, say the worst one that he's done, which. I don't remember which one was at the top, but it was That's the bad ones. Let's just go. Let's just say. Um... Oh, what is that one? It's not a. Uh... Oh, and I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't remember what, what the name of it is. But it's it's like a it's I think it's, it starts with it's like a fire or something maybe. Oh, once I look it up, I'll see it. 'Cause it's in uh it's somewhere
1: time to get eaten alive by a catfish.
0: Psst. It's somewhere in like South Africa or something. The bullet ant. That's what it is, bullet ant. Oh, bullet Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you I know that I know that one. Yeah. I see that. How big is that thing been? Oh yeah yeah.
0: Oh it's hmm. it's pretty big.
1: Yeah. To get stung by that thing? Yeah, it'd be like uh, it'd probably be like a hundred
0: thousand dollars. A hundred
1: thousand?
0: Mm-hmm. I'd go with that. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I'd, I'd do it for a hundred thousand.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a hundred thousand know, dollars. Yeah, that's like Two years of salary for most jobs.
0: I mean, that's it's a lot of pain, but it's
1: it's a lot of pain for, yeah, for a short little bit for a lot of money.
0: It would be well, I think it's like a week, about a week of pain.
1: A week. Yeah. You yeah, be a week of that Exchange for you know. Because I think
0: he said, if I remember right, I think he said that the because uh, he he did always does it in his arm. I think he said his arm, uh, like the really bad pain went away after like a few hours but i think he said his arm like ached or something for like a week or two afterwards yeah yeah i, I get a one hundred thousand dollars i can do that i wouldn't like it it's really 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 suck
1: yeah that's like a down payment on a house
0: you know? <laughs> i mean i could buy a house
1: what? Well, yeah, you know, nice house. <laughs> Be a down payment
0: Well, what kind of house are you trying to buy?
1: I want. I want a mansion, but I want like. A, I don't want a trailer park, you know. I want a trailer home.
0: <laughs> trailers aren't that expensive.
1: I don't want one. I, I want like a proper house.
0: Trailer. You can get a trailer for like twenty thousand dollars. I'm aware. What, have you been looking at them?
1: Well, I, I know that trailers are cheap. I don't want a trailer home. You what? I don't want a trailer home. I want a proper house.
0: Once, do you get like four trailers and put them together?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. just make up the, the cost of a real house. Just what? Make up the cost of a real house with trailers.
0: Yeah, just like connect them all together. So then you just have like all these, you just have like a whole maze of house.
1: Yeah, like a, like a colony.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd do that. Put them all end to end. So you just have like one like stupid long hallway with a bunch of rooms. <laughs> so you have like you have like a three hundred foot hallway. Yeah. You're just like, oh wow, well, look at that. <laughs> All right. Next thing, you ready? Mm-hmm. Have you ever this this one's like really messed up. Um, have you ever heard of Foxconn? Maybe. Well, Foxconn is the uh like manu- like the uh, the name of the company in China that manufactures uh, iPhones. Hmm. And <laughs> this is the messed up part. Hmm. At this uh, warehouse, like if you Google this, you can see it. But at this warehouse. Outside of the Foxconn building, they have nets all around the building because people jump out of the building so much to kill themselves that they had to put nets up to catch all the bodies.
1: That might be a, a sign. That <laughs> that, that's change.
0: like that's insane. Yeah, you would like it's such a bad place to work that people are literally hurling themselves out of the windows to get out of there. Yeah. And they're like, what's even worse, as sad as that is, what's even worse is that after they, after a bunch of people jumped out of the windows before the nets, their solution wasn't like, Oh, let's like, like see how we can change the working environment or like make things better. Let's just put nets up to catch them. Yeah. Like that's, that's their solution.
1: I mean. If you're Chinese, I'm sure that's you know a decent solution. It's better than having to go through a massive, expensive program.
0: Like like, what kind of meeting was that? They're like, yeah. all right, Jim. I'm sure their name's not Jim. They're like, all right, Jim. Like, we've had thirty Jim people TV. jump out of the window this week. Well, put a net up. Like don't yeah. like. And I have and I have I, I looked this up, but I couldn't find it. I want to know if so. Now that they have the nets, if you jump out of the window and then you land on the net. Do they just like go get you and like put you back to work, or do they like like send you home for the day?
1: Uh, Are you sure? Is it net like? Is it like a like a you know the net they have at circuses to like catch trapeze artists, or is it like a net over the windows you cannot physically? No,
0: it's like a net like like a trapeze net, like in the picture. Like if you Google the picture, there'll be like two buildings, and then from like the middle of the building from one end to the other end, it'll just be like a big net.
1: That seems a bit absurd why you don't want to just put nets over the windows themselves to stop people from jumping out at all.
0: Because people could like cut them and then just jump out. I guess. People are hurling themselves at such a high yeah. rate they had to put a trapeze-style net to catch everybody.
1: <laughs> That's uh, then, um, interesting.
0: Google it. Google Foxconn nets or whatever. You'll see there's a bunch uh, of pictures, but there's like a, like, there's like a network of buildings that's just like, just all nets, like a five or six buildings just netted together.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I'm pull that's it up. a, that's a, that's a statement right there. <laughs> could you yeah, imagine like you think trying to like? Could you imagine like being a diplomat and you come to China and you're just walking around the streets and you see these massive nets everywhere? And you ask them, and you're like, what are these nets for? Like, is there some kind of, like, is there uh, an insect problem? Or, like, is that just some cultural thing? It's like, oh, no, that's to catch people from stopping stop from suiciding, you know. Comes yeah, are
0: you looking at the one that's got the yellow net between the two buildings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> just, like, that's so, like, somebody just jumps out of these windows, and then they're just like, all right, get off. Like, I, can, I imagine, like, the management goes outside, and they're just like, all right, get off the net. <laughs> we realize that our working environment's so bad you want to die but just come on back. And they probably give them like a little bit of coffee or something and they're just like, all right, now get back on the yeah. line. Let's have a pizza party to kind of boost the morale.
1: Mm-hmm. I, obviously, they, you know, give everybody safety knives and forks. They what? Safety knives and forks. You know, just like blunt ones, you know. <laughs> they
0: have like the, um, they give them like sporks that just have like the tiniest yeah. little tiny points on them. Yeah, there's probably people that at lunch that are just like trying to like jam their eyes out, like get me out of here. <laughs> and then they probably have them another meeting. They're like, all right, we're gonna have to go to foam forks because mm-hmm. <laughs> our working environment's just so bad, but we can't fix it. We're just gonna just nerf everything.
1: Yeah. Could you imagine being human resources at, at a place like that? They
0: don't. They don't have human resources. I mean, if
1: you if you did have human resources, you know,
0: they, are their human resources, they are the ones that put the net up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're like the management probably went to the people. They're like, hey, we're people are jumping out of these windows like a lot, and they go, yeah. well, just put up a net, and then we can just get them off the net. Yeah. I wonder, uh, you could probably find this, but uh, I wonder what the number was. Like, how many people had to jump out of the windows before they put the net up?
1: Yeah, Um, I'll find out.
0: I I bet, I bet it's an astronomical number. That's way bigger than what you would think.
1: Uh, time, like one million workers in its plants, there were up to fourteen suicides. Pensions can't to use among that one million. Just about 14, 14 suicides.
0: Oh, that that number is actually way, way lower than what I thought.
1: It's probably fake, honestly.
0: Well, that's true because the China has to report the number. So who? It's it's probably fourteen hundred out of the million. Yeah. And then like once once the like the CEO was like having to like dodge bodies on his way to work, he was like, oh man, maybe we could do something about this. We could at least put a net up so I don't have to avoid all these people while I'm driving to work. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have um, stuff about Balloon Boy, you're telling oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know anything about Balloon Boy, so enlighten all right. me.
1: Well, Balloon Boy, it's going to take a while to get into because this is a massive story. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and start by reading you the Wikipedia article. The Wikipedia how, article how, itself. Hold
0: on. How long, how long do you think it's going to take you to get into, into Balloon Boy?
1: Um, it shouldn't take me. Maybe like uh, an hour, hour and a half, maybe. All
0: right. Well, I got to pee. All right. All right. Fill me in on Balloon Boy. Right.
1: So Balloon Boy is a... Um, well, there's a. If you look it up online, uh, Bloom Boy comes up in a Wikipedia article called the Bloom Boy Hoax. So when you the, when you Google search Bloom Boy, you instantly get hoax. This is something that happened way back in 2009, October 15th. Um, and it was gen- considered by everyone. Everyone knew that this was a hoax by the uh, family known as the Himi family. So uh, this is how the Wikipedia article. Uh, reads.
0: I like how you specify sir. that 2009 was a long time ago.
1: Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, so, October 15th, 2009, when a homemade helium-filled gas balloon shaped to resemble a silver-flying saucer was released into the atmosphere above Fort Collins, Colorado by Richard and Naomi Heaney. Uh, when they claimed that their six-year-old son, Falcon, was trapped inside of it, authorities confirmed the, ble- the balloon Reached 7,000 feet during its 90-minute flight, the event attracted worldwide attention, and Falcon was renamed the Balloon Boy's Media. So, National Guard helicopters and local police pursued the balloon after flying for more than an hour, uh, approximately 50 miles. The balloon landed about 12 miles outside of a, uh, yeah, northeast outside of Denver International Airport. When Falcon was not found inside, and it was reported that an object had been seen falling from the balloon. And a search began for the boy's body because they had assumed that he had fallen out of them and died right um so uh later that same evening um the uh boy was found uh sitting in the living room just uh you know just chilling like nothing happened. and uh, later that down that day they found out the boy was hiding in the attic um the entire time so Suspicions of a hoax uh, began coming up. Then people were just, you know, getting suspicious of history since the, uh, the family itself had been a, a family that had been on a uh, a couple of TV shows, one of them being Wife Swap, the, you know, the hit reality show. Um, so they were obviously people that liked attention and people started calling them out for being, you know, staging this as a, a publicity stunt. And <clears throat> that evening there was an interview with Wolf Blitzer on the Larry King live show. Um and uh the interviewers asked the family, um asked Falcon specifically the bloom boy, uh why he was hiding. And Falcon turned to his father and said, uh, and this is a quote, You guys said that um we did this for the show. And the parents just kind of looked stunned. And everyone looked at that and said, That proves that this is a hoax. So uh Larimer County Sheriff Jim Alderton announced his conclusion that the incident was a hoax and that the parents would likely face several felony charges. Uh, on November 13, 2009, Richard Heaney pleaded guilty to attempting to influence a public servant, and he was sentenced to 90 days in jail and ordered to pay $36,000 in restitution for the, you know, the helicopters and the rescue workers and all that. Uh, and Mayumi Heaney, his wife, was sentenced to 20 days of week in jail. Um, to this day, the Heaney family, especially Richard Heaney, uh, maintained their innocence. Even though they pleaded guilty and admitted to a, admitted... <laughs> to uh the uh the hoax these to this day they still are fighting to maintain that they had nothing to do with any hoaxing like that there was no hoax it was an accident not not the publicity stunt so that oh, is really? that is the story um as most people know it that's what most people are, know about the balloon boy
0: so is there uh, is there i'm assuming there's probably going to be if i google balloon boy there's going to be like pictures of this yeah. a balloon that this kid was apparently trapped yeah. into? Yeah. All right. Oh. There's also Five so... Nights at
1: Freddy's to get, took the idea and made your own character out of it. So you might find that as well.
0: <laughs> so it's like a... Uh... It's like a kind of like a UFO or something.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's like it looks
0: like a spacecraft. Yeah. Let me pull this up so everybody can see it. So the one that I'm looking at is like a uh, Sky HD Sky Nine, I guess, it's like a news report maybe of it or something. Yeah, show Nine. This thing looks very like. I mean, obviously, it's homemade. It is. But it's like, like, what is it made out of, though? Like, I don't know what. Material. So it's
1: the material. Is see if I can find it here. Um, it is, I believe, plywood. There's there's a, there's a very descriptive uh, description of it. Um, if I can find it here. Okay, so the balloon was 20 feet in diameter and was constructed using 16 pie-shaped plastic sheets, two rolls of duct tape, a circular plywood basket uh, that was attached to the bottom of the balloon with wood, string, and more duct tape. And it was attached to a wooden frame on the ground.
0: <laughs> so this is like this is like the kind of stuff that like I do on my channel. Mm-hmm. Like, well,
1: this Richard Heaney was an inventor. He was also kind of a crazy guy, have you seen videos of Richard Heen? He's one of those, you know, super explosive personality people in, on TV that are just you know insane. Essentially he looks insane right. in all the everything you've watched of him. He's super super loud. He's constantly screaming at you know top volume. But he's, he's an extremely passionate inventor and he makes all kinds of admittedly not very good inventions. <laughs> like the the the, the, the bear backed back scratcher, which is essentially just a wooden post you hang on your wall and scratch your back against it like a bear um
0: he invented that
1: yeah it's it's actually one of his most popular inventions and he made a i I saw he made a a a fan in a plastic container that you put in your um in your pants to cool your balls and he (laughs) called it he called it the blow jab
0: (laughs) no way yeah Yeah. yeah. this this guy this guy knows what's going on
1: oh yeah he's 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 uh he's the new thomas edison or not uh yeah (laughs) Sure. Yeah.
0: He's Let's like a, like that. a like a once in a lifetime inventor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's how he makes a lot of his money. And this was and so this this balloon uh, was an experiment of his. It was supposed to use electromagnetic uh, forces to control where the balloon moved. It wasn't supposed to fly. If he was going to tether it to a uh, a wooden um, circular platform, and it was supposed to hover thirteen feet in the air, and he was going to be able to try and control it using a bifrost uh, effect, I think, or something like that. Basically, you put electricity through certain parts, you know, panels of the balloon, and it'd fly in certain directions. And his plan was to use these balloons to uh, make a new type of sport, like balloon racing. Like, you'd have multiple people make their own types of balloons, and they'd race them. And it'd be like, he's going to make a, um, uh, a TV show out of it, you know, trying to get some money. Really? Mm-hmm. But um, what happened was, so the uh, there's, there's, before I get into that, actually, um, so that's that, that's the story as we know it. And then on uh, April 17th, 2017, Internet Historian, I've shown you his channel, it's one of my favorite channels, yeah. uh, he uploads a video called Bloom Boy the Untold Story. And mm-hmm. in this video, he basically just goes over everything I just told you. Um, and then he starts by saying, um, Richard Heans has been trying to def- you know, c- uh, claim his innocence. He's been trying to back up his claim that it, this Balloon Boy whole thing, it's not a hoax. It, it was an accident. Uh, he was starting to believe in and he he goes over his this massive collection of resources his, uh, research that he did uh, to you know help uh prove that richard heamey is in fact innocent it was not a hoax it was a genuine accident and that he was the whole story is that that uh, richard Heaney was put through an unjust system the, the the police system he went through was completely bogus like there was there was false pretenses uh inter- you know uh, spontaneous interrogations there was he, uh, his wife was not read her rights when she was um arrested essentially with, without her even knowing um she didn't know what the fourth amendment was and she wasn't told that the fourth amendment existed um the, her children were interrogated without the parents consent which is extremely illegal the police uh, were able to interrogate them by filing a report to child protective services and having them brought to a, a, um, you know, a place where the children would be taken care of, and they fed the caretaker uh, interrogative questions to ask the children, which is completely illegal. Okay. Right. All right. So, so he, he goes over this massive list of things that just uh, were really, really sketchy. Um, and the police built this case against Richard Heaney based on uh, five things. So there was this... The fact that the balloon couldn't lift a child um the fact that richard Heaney called the news before he called 911
0: they said that, um, the that fact... it couldn't lift a child
1: no that it, cap- it was physically incapable of lifting a child according to their measurements um okay. we, what
0: was what, just... what was he using in like, what was in it to uh make it flow
1: um, there was well there was uh, a nine volt three nine volt batteries that were um there was some helium inside of it uh, like five tanks worth of helium, nine volt battery that was supposed to electrically charge the balloon to control flight, and there was a uh, a basket in the in the balloon that was big enough to hold a child.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So, but the basket wasn't for holding a child, obviously. Um, well, maybe not obviously. we will get into it. Um. So he. So they said that he called the news before he called nine one one. Um. Falcon, the the kid that was supposedly in the balloon. That's the kid's uh, name, is Falcon. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> kind of weird. Um, but he, the fact that he was on live TV, and said that he hid in the attic because he was told to for the show. Uh, Miami, the mother's confession, she confessed, as they say, and a uh, a, a guilty plea by Richard King himself. So that's the uh, the case that the um, prosecution brought against them. That's the uh, how they managed to get them. And but here is where it gets interesting. So the uh, after the incident and people started accusing them of hoax of, of the hoax, the police uh, got a warrant to search the entire Hemi house, and they went through everything. They went through you know, computers, files, um, you know, anything they could get hands on. And after like a week of searching all this stuff, they found nothing absolutely nothing that would prove that this was a hoax which is really strange when you think about it and then on top of that the uh the balloon that couldn't lift a child uh the, this happened in the court case so they they um came up this this thing you know richard keeney couldn't have possibly thought that his kid was in the balloon because the balloon was not capable of lifting a, lifting a child and uh, they brought in a uh, a professor Um, from your nearby university to run a calculation based on the police's uh, recording. Uh, um, They recorded how big the balloon was and all the information they could give the the professor to figure out um, the balloon's potential lift. And the professor said that the... Their recording was that the balloon was 16 feet in diameter. And the professor said that based on that um, information, the balloon couldn't have lifted a child. But Richard Heaney said, well, what he gave information that the balloon was actually 20 feet in diameter. And the, when the professor was act, asked if that could lift a child, he said, under that circumstance, yes, it could lift a child.
0: If it was 20 feet?
1: If it was 20 feet. And after the uh, the court and uh, after Richard Timmy did his time in jail, he got the balloon and uh, he uh, measured the balloon And on live video. He took the tape recorder um, and he uh, he took a uh, tape measure. He took. Um, he, from the center of the balloon all the way to the edge, and he filmed the whole thing. You can clearly see, from the center to the edge is ten feet. So you double that, you get twenty feet. So the police lied about the size of the balloon. Good math. Uh, thanks. <laughs> and, and the historian actually breaks down all the math they used. It's pretty impressive. Does he break uh, down
0: like how much the like how?
1: The weight, the volume, like the, um... of the
0: like how much lift the helium has like yep. for 16 feet versus 20 feet or whatever Yep. because well, I didn't compare what, what kind of confuses me like okay so the balloon's 20 feet that's like probably the width of this room that i'm in so like that's not a huge amount of space but like well
1: falcon only weighed for 37 pounds the what falcon the kid only weighed 37 pounds oh okay at the time.
0: never mind because yeah. I was gonna say the like, I think it was, I think it was MythBusters that did it, where they had like a bunch of balloons to lift a kid, and it was like an ungodly amount of balloons.
1: They were probably investigating in the, the Larry lawn chair thing. Larry, this this guy named Larry had a lawn chair that he just strapped a bunch of balloons to, and uh, went like sixteen thousand feet up in the air, <laughs> and he put, he shot some of the balloons out with an air pistol to bring himself back down to land.
0: That that sounds so much like a a Florida man story. Yeah, but that, that was
1: in nineteen eighty two.
0: I could hear that like on the on the Florida news, be like, Larry had his lawn chair, loaded up with balloons and took off. <laughs> yeah. You know, David Blaine is getting ready to do something like that. Really? Yep. That's just that's a completely completely sidetracked thing. But he's getting ready. To do, he's doing something with balloons, and he's going to go up to I think twenty five thousand feet. Hmm. That's pretty high, for blooms. Yep, he was talking about it on the Joe Rogan podcast, <laughs> and he was he's, he was That'd talking be, about how like he's trained himself to do some type of he does some type of breathing exercise that's like allows him to keep his oxygen high enough to not go hypoxic at that altitude.
1: Yeah, but you, I'm not sure if the breathing exercise is going to help. But well, he, he did he
0: did a video where he went up in a plane and him and like the two pilots and like a camera guy or whatever all had pulse ox uh, on their fingers Mm -hmm. and he was like doing his exercise doing his like breathing thing and he was at like 97 to 99 and then like they would be at like like in the 80s and then like he would take his monitor off and put it on their finger and then put theirs on his and they would he was always between like 95 and 100 Hmm. the whole time he was doing i forget what what the exercise was that he was doing but he was always just like he was like just taking in a lot and like almost like hyperventilating kind of Hmm. and he's gonna use that to he's gonna like hold on he's not in a launcher he's gonna like hold on to some balloons and like he went through the whole thing on on his on that podcast he was gonna like hold on to balloons and then like somehow navigate them and like land them somewhere else and something Hmm. It it was whatever it was it's never been done before
1: yeah that would be interesting. Oh yeah. But um, back to what I was saying. Um, see, this was uh, th- that was against Richard team That was actually filed in the evidence against um, Richard Tingy That the, uh, the the balloon could have possibly have lifted a child, and that was you know a, a hole in his in his story. Even though that was the the fake um, record, because we know from the video that we saw. Um, that the balloon was, in fact, uh, 20 feet wide or, or in 20 feet in diameter. And that the professor himself said that if it were 20 feet in diameter, it could have lifted a child. Right. So that's uh, one thing that the police um, lied about. Another thing is that they, they said that Richard Heaney called the noose before he called 911, which is suspicious. But in, in actuality, what happened was Richard Heaney, um, he, after the balloon took off, and he thought... He couldn't find his son, so he assumed that his son was in the balloon. He called the FFA first. That was the first people he called because he knew that the FFA could um could track. You know, uh, they would have ways of tracking, um, a flying object. And they that would be the you know the best chance he would have at somebody tracking out of the balloon and keeping track of it and you know, getting help.
0: Keeping track of his um, UFO that he let out.
1: Yeah. So um, and then after that, yeah, uh, like it's actually like he, there's actually a, a recording of the um the interview um that like of virginity being interviewed at the police station under false pretenses because they asked him to come down there and so they just speak to him and they locked him in a room didn't lock him but they brought him to a room and uh with an interrogator and and asked him questions without an attorney and even he actually asked for an attorney and they denied him one which is illegal
0: (laughs) yeah you, you, you can't do that
1: yeah um
0: it's like locking up in a room. It's like, can I have water? No. Can I have an attorney? No. Food? No. Yep.
1: And by this time, he had not, he had not been asleep. Uh, he had he hadn't sleep, slept slept uh, for fifty two hours straight. And he is a diabetic, and his blood sugar was like four hundred something. And they 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 made him answer questions anyway, which is also illegal.
0: <laughs> That's like four hundred. You're like on the brink of going into a coma. Yeah, like you're yeah, about to die.
1: Yeah. Um. And it, it, in that same, uh, like, in the uh, report given by the interviewer, uh, the, I mean, the interrogator, uh, during the polygraph that they were taking the of him, um, the the interrogator left a, a report saying that Richard Heaney attempted to fake uh, a medical a medical illness in order to disrupt the interrogative process, even though he proved <laughs> that he had not Yeah. <laughs> so that was a lie. So these people um, were
0: really out for this guy.
1: Oh, yeah, because so here's what happened. So... Um, uh, Richard Heaney's attorney um, actually told him that you, you're going to want to take this guilty plea because this exact same um, uh, judicial system, this this same, uh, I think it was Fort, Fort what was it? Fort, um, Fort Bryan, Fort Bryan, maybe? Fort Collins, that's what it was, Fort Collins, the same Fort Collins uh, department uh, had a similar case in the case of Tom Master, I think. I think it was Tom Masters. Who uh, was convicted of murdering a uh, a woman a few years ago, and uh, he was um, found guilty and sentenced to ten year in prison. Ten years in prison, right? And then uh, at the end of the sentencing or the uh, him serving out his prison trial uh, sentence, um, there was DNA evidence collected that exonerated him. So he was found innocent. There was there was DNA you know forensic evidence that proved he had nothing to do with the murder. And he sued that same exact department, the one that Richard Heaney was you know, facing against for like forty three million dollars settlement. So and, and after the uh, the people that were involved in that trial, um, everyone involved in that trial got promotions, every single person. And it was it was found out that the, the people like they were they were perjuring themselves, they were giving fake evidence, they were fabricating They were found guilty of fabricating evidence in the past. And so he, his attorney tells Richard Hini, these guys are going to fabricate evidence against you. They're not going to, they're, they're, if they don't find evidence, they're going to make evidence and you will um, be found guilty. I promise you. So your best option is to take the guilty plea because there is no fighting this. Uh, and when, what, the, what the prosecution did is that they, they threatened that uh, if Richard Hini didn't take a guilty plea, uh, they'd, Deport um, his wife, Miami, because she was a J- Japanese national. So that you know, obviously. So,
0: but, but what are they gaining from this though?
1: Well, the uh, like I said in the in the, the Tim Masters case, all of them got promotions. One of them became a judge. The other one became a sheriff.
0: Oh, what, so they so these cops were probably thinking that if they made it look like they like uncovered something big yeah. or something that they would get it's, these big it's, promotions it's the or
1: above. whatever. was a high high profile case so all of them knew that if they could pull this off it'd be it'd look good on them they they were they were doing it to try and climb up the rank command it was it was a political game um that's horrible yeah so they were uh so they uh they were interrogating him and they 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 and there's actually like footage that richard king was given of all the interrogations uh, uh, like him being interrogated and he shows it on this this separate video the internet story and uploaded um in july 3rd uh 2017 that is basically just a, a massive compiling of richard Keeney's, uh this, this video of richard Keeney defending himself and providing his own evidence and it, it shows the interrogation and in, in that that part of the interrogation um the, in, the interrogator says you know so you called
0: uh the is, FFA. It a, is it a um an interrogation or um a deposition or is that the same thing
1: no, a deposition has uh, a uh, I think it's a mediator or a judge present and there's attorneys present. This is just an interrogation. There was no attorney. Hmm. So, there. this uh, yeah, yeah, like the interrogator asked him, like, so you called the FFA first, and then you called who? and, he, and Richard Heaney said, um, so, uh, my wife, Miami, called nine one one, and as she was calling 911 uh. You know she doesn't speak much English. She's you know, she's made fun of her action a lot, and she was crying, so she's barely understand. They could barely understand her, and she got put on hold three times in twenty minutes. And so after after he realized that, he called the news. And he asked them if they can get a helicopter. So he called the FFA. His wife called nine one one, and after twenty minutes, he called um, General Nine News. Mm-hmm. And the police report. The police came out with a statement that said that Richard Heaney called. Uh, F F A, Channel 9 News, and then 911. So the police department is solely responsible for the media thinking that he called Channel 9 News before he called 911 because they lied.
0: Just, and, um, just trying to make themselves look good.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're trying to make them look bad because they were they were desperate they were desperate for evidence because they couldn't find anything. They couldn't find any proper evidence. The only thing they had was the, the kid falcon saying that we did this for a show one live one live interview right um and so they uh <clears throat> after that they, they got that they lied about that um then they got uh his his wife miami they went to her home and they essentially arrested her didn't read her her rights or they were never read to her they didn't you know, you know they didn't tell her that she was being arrested um, she didn't know anything because she's in her Japanese national. She didn't, know, she didn't even know that she had rights. And obviously you have to be your right rights when you're, or you're arrested. Right. Because that's, which they didn't. So that's all That's also illegal.
0: Like a big no-no.
1: Big bad no-no. Um, so they took her down. Uh, also under false pretenses, they didn't say they'd be interrogating her. And yet they did. And they also made um, another, I think it was promises of leniency, the false promises of leniency they were telling her that like they're going to do uh, like the interrogator says if you as long as you tell the truth you know I'm going to be able to take what you say I'm going to be able to mix it in with what we know and that'll make you look better and there's a better chance that you can get out of this which she obviously doesn't have the power to do but she doesn't know that so false promises of leniency, one video um, so there's that as well against the police department it's another thing you can't do it's very legal and is, also this
0: is not making this police department look very good
1: Oh no, no! Because the police department's not good. It's, it's like a lot of people are, are crying out for the police department, like the people to be arrested and uh, charged with, you know, perjury and and undue process and that sort of thing. Um, As they should be. Yeah. So then, in the, in, the, in that same inter- uh, interrogation with Miami, they they get her confession. So the, the the police there's two two different things. There's a statement, and there is uh, what Miami actually said on camera. And they're, the two don't align at all. So Miami, like the, the inter- one of the things that's really damning, the interviewer and interrogator said that, so you uh, you, you knew that Falcon wasn't in the house. Did you know that he was in the attic? And she says, uh, yes. yes. Now, obviously she doesn't speak much English, so she, she doesn't know what he just asked. He asked her a loaded question. Did you know that he was not, Did you, you knew that he was not in the house did you know he was in the attic? She says yes. It's unclear what she's saying yes to because he gave her a loaded question, even though she can't speak very good English. But all so that
0: all he needs is for her to say yes.
1: All he needs, to that's exactly. And he reached a statement where, like in his statement, he said, exactly, He says something along the lines of, uh, "I asked her if she knew that if her son was in the attic, in which she said, yes." <sighs> so there's there's that.
0: That's so and, that's so bad because that's not even like. That's not even trying to figure out like what happened. That's just trying to like push your agenda.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so on top of that, yeah, that that obviously, so Mayumi's confession is obviously, you know, that that's not a proper confession at all. That's just him leading her and her accidentally saying something that she doesn't mean to say. Um, she, he also asked her uh, if this was a hoax which she, she said yes to because she didn't understand what the word hoax means. He never defined the word hoax, by the way, in the entire interview. He never actually said he never actually gives a definition for the word hoax. He just asks her, was this a hoax? And she just kind of a confused. Uh, yes. And he takes it and runs. And he says he, he actually in his, his statement, he says, I explicitly asked her if this was a hoax, which she um, responded with. Yes, it was a hoax. And he quotes her, he quotes her. He he says he literally quotes her in uh, her saying something that she just didn't say.
0: And th- this woman speaks is her first language is Japanese.
1: Japanese. She barely speaks in English. You can like when she speaks, you can barely understand her.
0: And from Japanese to English, I mean, that's yes. that's hard to uh, go back and forth between the two.
1: And they didn't give her an interpreter, which <laughs> you have to do.
0: And especially with a word like hoax, like yeah. hoax part doesn't even even exist in the Japanese language. Well, obviously, it doesn't.
1: It's not, it's not a Japanese word.
0: Well, I mean, they don't. I'm saying they probably don't even have like an equivalent.
1: I mean, they probably have an equivalent, but nothing like specific enough to be. no, no exact equivalent, probably.
0: Like to them, it's probably like that. Would they would probably just put like I don't even know what they would replace it with, like joke or something.
1: Yeah, it'd probably be like you know, uh, fake event or something like that.
0: Yeah. But um, so
1: that that's their confession. Uh, that they call out the window, and then there's the guilty plea. Richard Heen's admitting his guilt, which he only admitted to it because he knew that if he fought the system, they'd fabricate evidence and then Miami would get deported and he'd be facing years of prison, you know, so there'd be no one to look after his, his kids. Right. Uh, so that leaves us with the, uh, the, the police having one solid piece of evidence, Falcons slip up and Falcon, what Falcon said was you um told me that this was um, for the show.
0: Well, also, well, hold on a minute. This kid's only thirty five pounds.
1: For thirty seven pounds, he was like six at the time.
0: Really, that's a small six year old. Yeah. So, but so, but even at six, like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know
1: what's going on? Like, you can't
0: a you can't interview a six year like a six year old could say anything. It doesn't. You can't take that. Yeah.
1: Six year old like they yeah.
0: they make up all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. so you can't you can't take what a six-year-old said and be like guilty yeah
1: now here's here's that's pretty much where the internet historians thing ends but I did some of my own research and I by research I mean I looked up Bloom boy not a hoax and took the first thing that came up <laughs> so this is an article so you did you did uh,
0: that high quality research
1: Oh yeah I, I think I could probably give internet historian run for his money honestly So this was a uh, an article published in uh, October 2019 um, by the 5280 uh, Denver miles high magazine uh, by Robert Sanchez and it pretty much goes through everything I just told you uh, everything you already know but it adds something new to the story that I didn't know about this is something that this this came out after in a historian's video and it, it was that uh, the Robert Sanchez um, spent a while you know just obviously he spends a long time uh, with the the Richard hand uh, family nowadays, what they're doing nowadays would look like there's a couple. You know, the, the kids are all, obviously all grown up, you know. Uh, Falcon's right. like 18 years old, and it goes you know what they've been doing recently. But it goes back to the case, and it says that the so wait, uh, Robert this kid, Sanchez, this
0: kid's 18 years old. 18 years old now.
1: I think so. 18, he's he's a full grown adult essentially.
0: I need to uh, get, uh, get him on this podcast.
1: You that'd be that would be really good if you could pull that off. That'd be crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Does he what's his name?
1: Uh Falcon. Falcon Heaney.
0: Fa- Google that. See if he has any social media.
1: He's in a heavy metal rock band called the the, the Heaney, uh, Heaney Boys, I think.
0: Yeah. We we can uh, get to the bottom of this real quick.
1: Well, that's, that's what I'm about to uh I'm I'm about to give you the, the last piece of evidence that i of the story that I found myself. I H E E N E
0: Let's see, he probably has maybe an Instagram. Maybe. Midnight Heaney Boys.
1: That might be it, yeah. That, that could be it. Yeah.
0: Two hundred and twelve followers. So that would be a high chance of a response.
1: Maybe. That'd be that'd be amazing if you could get them on the
0: show. These videos look, look very Oh, this is that from 2014. Nothing's been on here. Oh, when was the last post? Two thousand fifteen is the way that was the last post. Hmm, I wonder if anybody This Instagram might uh might be kind of inactive. Um Falcon Heaney on Twitter.
1: That might be it. It, it probably is.
0: of uh, well, let me scroll. Last thing, also, from 2015. Hmm. This guy is just not on the internet.
1: I mean, no. he's By the article, it seems like he's more outgoing. He's just, uh, he works hard. He's, he's not like his dad. He's not like oh, his, who- his dad. dad.
0: Here's an here's an article from uh uh, twenty nineteen October seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Says a balloon boy ten years later.
1: It might be the same one I found.
0: Oh, this this from last year says that Falcon's 16. Oh. And there's a a, a Ryo that's 18 and a Bradford that's 20 Mm-hmm. Yeah, after this we're gonna we're gonna see if we can get them on this get them on this podcast.
1: That'd be amazing if you could pull that off. That would be that would be, that'd be, be really insane. Good. That'd be your biggest uh guest star yet.
0: Yeah, well I haven't had any guest stars really.
1: It'd be our first guest star.
0: Well it'd be cool to get uh him and his dad.
1: Oh yeah. If you could land his dad, it would blow up. I guarantee you <laughs> this would be one of the biggest podcasts like you've ever done. I'd, I'd, it'd be the biggest, but it'd be like one of the biggest videos you've ever done. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be hype. Yeah. I'd be you taking it
0: I'd be taking notes, be like, Okay, so how exactly do I build one of these things? <laughs> but how's that work? You could probably get along with him. Oh, I'm guarantee it. Yeah. So what's the there, what, what's this last piece of evidence you got?
1: All right. So I'm not I'm not sure if it's even like evidence, but here's what happens. So Christian Sanchez um goes into uh, I think he goes to the same department uh like or like he approaches Hemi's old uh, attorney and he basically he finds his evidence box, uh everything that everything involving the case and he starts going through it, and he finds something that wasn't in the case originally, and this is something that. Uh, came to light that like, this no one knew about this during the whole thing but essentially he found a a, a bunch of handwritten notes um by miami the night the, the wife and um they, they were let's see, it, was, it was appeared to have been created by her attorney so miami wrote um a bunch of basically just notes uh about everything that was going on at the time and uh, so October 1st, uh, Richard made a shop list. October seventh, 2nd, uh, no, no, we shot intro of this project on the couch with the kids. October 3rd, we started building a flying saucer and shooting the process inside of the house because of the snowing. October 6th, we have a video of Falcon saying, I want to get inside of it. At uh, October, October 14th, uh, at night, Richard asked me to remember the story about lawn chair Larry. Then Richard mentioned if Falcon hid for half hours one and a half hours later, and landed, then mentioned in newspaper uh, Fort Collins, Falcon can hide in Sun's closet with a safe in the basement. October 15th, to my understanding, we're never going to launch the flying saucer because the strong wind changed our mind. Because of the wind, it might crash in somebody's car or anything. Uh, Richard said we could do the third t- test and quit. That's why I thought he was acting so strange after the, saucer, the flying saucer went off. He went so hysterical because he started uh, so hysterical I always started taking it seriously. After it was launched, we did not know whether Falcon was in the flying saucer saucer in the house or anywhere. October 18th, I found out when we visited our our attorneys um, that Richard revealed he came down the basement to look for Falcon, but he wasn't there. Richard thought uh, Falcon had really been in the flying saucer. So basically these notes, um, which came out of nowhere, uh, they support um, another claim at Aheny's, uh did his publicity stunt to try and get the attention of a uh, a a news company or a show um, company that, like they, they, Richard pitched an idea of a um, they claim that he pitched an idea of a show in which a kid uh gets stuck in a flying saucer, and it's a it's a, it's like a uh, like a comedy kind of dramatic thing, and um, essentially that was an idea that Richard had before the, this experiment. So that, that's what they claim which would obviously look pretty damning because if he had this exact idea and this exact situation happens after it then you know there's a connection but um the weird thing is that this attempts to explain why everything happened so basically it it basically kind of says that uh this was supposed to be a hoax that richard tini planned this out to be a hoax he was going to tell falcon to hide He was going to film falcon uh, playing the balloon Tell him to get out of it. He was going to then tell Falcon to hide in the basement in a safe and he was going to film him doing the experiment. Uh, everything was going to, like, everyone was going to pretend that experiment had gone wrong. And he was going to, one and a half hours later, he was going to go downstairs and find um, a Falcon in the basement. And the news were going to come over and it was going to be a huge story and it was going to make them super, super famous. So it, it, everything these notes say makes it look like this was supposed to be a hoax. But when Richard uh, went downstairs to check the, the basement, Falcon wasn't there, and he legitimately thought that Falcon had misunderstood his instructions and actually gotten the balloons. So it was a hoax gone wrong. That's what this says.
0: So it was like a like a like an unplanned or a yeah like a, a hoax that wasn't supposed to be a hoax that turned into a hoax.
1: Yeah, essentially, that's what these notes say. Um, but these notes, uh, like like so, uh, Robert Sanchez. Uh, brings this up uh, he calls her he brings up these notes and asks her what these are and he's baffled like he doesn't understand where this came from he says that th- that whole thing never happened i never said any of this i didn't even know about lunch air larry someone mentioned to me out of the heist where did these come from how did you find this on resist i never said any of that um and then miami came in and said i made the whole story up and richard responds what and Miami says i wrote it and she starts to cry so Richard starts going off and like, why would you write this? Why, why would you write this? This makes no sense. How would you... Why, why would you do this? And she said, to save myself because of our kids. And it just kind of goes back and forth with them freaking out and Richard screaming at her, telling her that like, she ruins everything. Um, and, <laughs>
0: you <laughs> ruined everything! This is all your fault!
1: Yeah. and um, so And that's where the article kind of ends. So my theory... Is that this? These notes they found. Uh, for, for one thing, they're extremely well written. Some in parts, and in other parts they're poorly written. It seems like they're fabricated because you don't go from being able to barely speak English to being able to speak perfect pure English. It looks like someone was writing to try and fake being bad at English, just the way they're written. Right. Um, also, also the fact that they didn't find these notes in their investigation when they had full access to the Richard uh, to the Hemi's family's entire house and didn't find these notes making yeah, sense. Yeah,
0: you would think if they had access to the entire house, they would have found that.
1: Yeah. So my theory is that the interrogator, there's no, there's no video evidence of this, but my theory is that the somebody came to Miami and made a deal with her that she would get to keep her citizenship and that they would know what happened to their family if she wrote a series of fake notes to back up the uh the claims. That's what my theory is. The problem is if somebody had come up to her and asked her to write these things, these notes would have been brought into the court case and they would have used this against Richard, which they didn't. Right. So I don't know what happened. It doesn't seem like there was something that she would write, but she said, I made the whole story up. Like as if she she did write the notes, even though the notes don't seem seem written by her. It's a bit of a mystery.
0: Yeah, this whole thing is kind of like, kind of really off.
1: There's a lot to it.
0: Like, a, like, a, not a lot of this makes a whole lot of sense.
1: Yeah, there's clearly something. There's like a lot of things that we don't know.
0: Right. So
1: if you could, if you could get Richard Heaney <laughs> on here, that'd be that's the, the
0: only way to solve right. this. Get him on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. If I get him on here, are you going to interview him with me?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> love to.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, I legitimately am gonna uh, try to reach out to
1: to them. You should, you should. That'd be that'd be amazing. That would put you up like up with Internet Historian, honestly, because <laughs> you'd be one of the few people that actually gets like an interview with them. You know, that'd be huge if you pull it off.
0: But I have a very strong feeling that they're probably have been trying to hide from people like me oh, for, yeah. since the since this whole thing, and they're probably gonna be like, no, 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 get away.
1: Obviously, yeah. Well, he actually. Richard Heen, after Internet Historian posted that thing defending him, Richard Heen reached out to Internet Historian and sent him all that footage that he used, the Internet Historian posted on his channel um, of Richard Heen's defending himself. So Richard Heen did reach out to Internet Historian. Really? Yeah. That was three years ago, but yeah. I mean, so maybe...
0: I wonder... I'm going to have to find this guy. Yeah. Because I wonder if anybody else has just like, just giving him a chance to just tell a story.
1: I haven't seen anything. I have not seen... Uh, obviously, there's there's interviews, like the news interviewing him, but I haven't seen a podcast. I haven't seen him on any podcast. Because that's, what I, like that's
0: that. what I would do. I would just be like, hey, just tell your story. And that's that.
1: I mean, he's been doing interviews for years, you know, always claiming his innocence, but I don't think he's ever been on a podcast. Maybe, 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 if you phrase it just, phrase it just right, you, you convince him. <laughs>
0: type it all up get it all professional and be like all right here we go Mm -hmm. so what i want to i'm kind of curious now about uh about a lawn chair larry what happened to him
1: well (laughs) i actually read his his essentially his life story so he you read
0: read uh, whose life story
1: uh a lawn chair larry
0: (laughs) so lawn chair larry he, you
1: know, he did that thing with the balloons and his, his had him to his lunch here, went up in the air, popped some of the balloons, let himself back down. And he claimed that it was a massive success. It was a dream come true. He Something he'd been trying to do for like 20 years and he finally pulled it off. And he said that it was like, he basically used it as a proof that you could do anything you set your mind to. And people started like praising him to be this you know this, this uh, uh, example of how you should never give up and you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. And he became, like, he had like essentially like a 15 minutes of fame kind of deal like he was on talk shows everywhere on you know, on interviews Oh, he was, he's dead yeah he became a motivational speaker and then after the fame kind of wore off he, he went back to being poor and then uh he kind of just like went you know to try to make as much money as he could from being a motivational speaker uh, he broke up with his girlfriend that helped him do the, the uh, uh balloon thing and uh eventually his life kind of you know fizzled out and uh, eventually he took a hike in Los Angeles, like you're on this random hike trail, and uh, he was found hanging from a tree in that trail. So I made a motivational speaker that commits suicide.
0: What a sad way to go. In the middle of the yeah. woods. That kind of sucks because I, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, man, if I can get that guy and if I can get sure. Longer Larry, but if he's dead, I can't interview somebody who's dead. Uh-huh. Unless I get like a witch to talk to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. someone to like work up some spells and be like contact Laundry Larry ask him how many balloons he had
1: mm-hmm.
0: well I guess I answered that question with what he's doing with his life now yeah nothing so I want to you know what I should do what I should remake the craft that like the uh like the little thing bloom. See, yeah like the well it's not really a balloon it's like a ufo type thing
1: um, it's, I, a, it's a balloon shape of ufo
0: i should remake that for a video and see it, see if it can uh take up 37 pounds
1: i mean it, it can they, they proved it again with math if you just if you if you do everything that he did exactly but show, he
0: showing math on the screen is a lot different than building it and then showing it yeah. f- like floating away
1: if you if you if you did something like that to prove, like to help prove that Richard King was right, and that that might be enough to convince him that you're on his side, and maybe, <laughs> maybe he'd be more inclined.
0: Maybe that'd be the way to get him. Be like, listen, I want to make this video, and and build this thing, and then do the podcast.
1: Yeah. If you could pull that off, that I thing swear.
0: That, that thing can't be that hard to can't be that hard to build. I mean, uh... it was like tarp and duct tape and plywood.
1: It's not just it's not just a blimp, you know. It's, it's 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 he was experimenting. He was trying to invent something brand new using a, a scientific process. And an effect.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't do any of the whatever else he had, like the electric whatever to like. Well, you'd like have to the panels remember. to like uh, do whatever. Like I wouldn't do any of that. I would just make the things to see if it would float and, and take. Well, you'd it.
1: have to you'd have to make it by the exact same measurements and weights, and it, it, you'd have to have you know uh, you know. Uh, substitutes for all the uh, the batteries in the edge because it have everything has to be exact if you're gonna prove them right
0: right I mean you could easily subs- like just have like weight to represent yeah. the different things yeah I think that'd be really cool that'd be awesome well I guess there you have it balloon boy Yeah. You got anything else?
1: I think that's it. That's all I had on Blue Boy.
0: Anything else you want to talk about? Not like Nico. I think uh, <laughs> I think that's a that's a good spot to end it.
1: Yeah.